welcome to At The Line NBA Podcast, talking NBA, Spurs, and everything in between. Now your hosts, Ty Yeager and Matt Pender. All right, and welcome to At The Line. I am Ty Yeager here with... Mac, Mac Benya. Perfect. All right, so it's been it's been a crazy week since we last recorded. When you say? Yeah, it's um the NBA has just I think the trade deadline has been pushed up a week, and we kind of don't have anything else anymore unless you know AD does go to the Lakers. But it's been one hell of a week in in the the league to this week. Yeah, and so we're not going to spend too much time today on that trade deadline. Because essentially we're going to be outdated an hour after we record this by how how everything <laughs> is going. Because the last time we recorded, Christoph Porzingis got traded the next day. That's exactly out of what nowhere. We're outdated within a day. So in order to prevent that, we're not going to talk too much about the trade deadline. Because on I'm going to say we're going to, on Thursday evening, we are going to record a EP emergency podcast for the trade deadline. Which will be released on Friday, so you guys have something to look forward to that. But for today's show, the Spurs aren't looking so hot after the game against Sacramento. Bats. We got bats. A lot of bats. Hashtag Lakers implosion. And we're going to give you some more stupid tweets near the end of the show. So, again, this is At The Line. Welcome, guys. I'm Ty Yeager. That's Mac Pena. We are diehard Spurs fans, NBA fans. We know what the hell we're talking about when you say... Uh, I hope so. I hope people don't don't yeah. think we're we're just here just shooting the shit. I mean, even though we are, but um, I think we have some valid opinions. And we're we're not casual fans. We followed this league. We are the biggest Spurs fans you can find. We are part of that group. But before we get further, at the line is part of the Pulse Podcast Network. For more podcasts like ours, visit pulsepodcastnetwork.com, or you can download the app in the App Store or on the Google Play Store. And guess what? We got merch merch so we got we got at the line hoodies t-shirts and we got your favorite drop too the guy is drunk but there he goes we have that on a t-shirt as well so if you want to go get the guy's drunk t-shirt t-shirt hoodie stay warm with this arctic blast that's been that was happening last week time we were recording or be crazy for texas weather where it can be one day it'll be it'll be nice and freezing and then the next day like today for here it was 75. That's Texas weather for you. But so if you want to go buy some merch, you guys can go to pulsepodcastnetwork.com slash shop. That is pulsepodcastnetwork.com slash shop and look for all your at the line gear. Some pretty reasonable prices and it helps us out, supports us and funds our endeavors. And plus you get some cool merch. Go represent. Let's not spend too much time further on this intro. And let's get started with our Spurs recap. We had three games to recap. We had a game with the Nets, the Pelicans, and the Kings that we that the Spurs had. We're gonna recap them. And let's get started with the Nets game. We had a one The Spurs had a 117-114 win over the Nets at home. Well, how was that game? Yeah, so coming into the game, we were I mean, this whole homestand we, we did really well. Um, you know, leaving Leaving out, we we went five and and one. You know that Sacramento game was away, but the homestand we we cleared it and it was great. It was fantastic. 
So, yeah, the Spurs, they fought hard over, over a team that's won the, at that time had won seven out of their last nine. The, t- the Nets have been hot, and I know that you were somewhat worried about the Nets game. I think I was a bit too, just because this Nets team was was looking hot. But luckily, Derek White came out came out of nowhere with a game high and his career high so far of 26 points and six assists. Lamarcus was all over the boards at three. And you, yeah, like like you, go ahead. Sorry. No, no, no. It's okay. So yeah, um, so Lamarcus had the 13, 13 rebounds. He was all over the boards. Um. The Spurs looked they looked good and and I think this is a great litmus litmus test for um their resiliency just because the the Nets were were a pretty hot team um like you said they won the the last 7 out of their 9 um and they beat some really good teams they beat the Celtics and the Rockets and so some high high powered teams high powered offenses and um they did really well I think the Spurs showed that they can you know still compete even though they had a few injuries, or even though we, we've gone through some injuries, um, Demar still struggled a little bit. But I think he, in this game at least, he was starting to steer the ship the right way. You know, uh, I think this has been an interesting fact that we've been seeing, um, at least I've been seeing over Twitter, is that Demar is the second, or has the most second paint points, um, and James Harden is the first. But yet at the same time, he trails James Harden by free throws by I think it was over two or three hundred yeah, free I think throws. Three hundred on that that stat. Insane, insane. So I think it's just one of the things is mental, right? It's mental with Demar, um, but he's he's a very cerebral player. But at the same time, it's like when you when you're noticing you're doing everything, you're following this formula, you know, the James Harden formula of driving to the basket. You know, pulling those fouls or trying to get those fouls, um, the refs that call those fouls for you, but at the same time, you're not getting those calls that he is. And I think that has to be frustrating mentally. And we saw that, and we've seen this over the past couple of games, where he's becoming more expressionate and emotional about it. You know, I think this, I think in this game, um, the Nets game, he threw like he threw the ball towards uh, towards the court um, against the padded the padded barrier. And it's just you can see he's visibly frustrated with not getting these calls, but at the same time you have somebody that like James Harden that's doing the same exact thing that he's doing, um, minus you know flopping, but he's he's following the James Harden method of of drawing fouls, and yet he's still not getting calls by you know almost three hundred. So it's just it's frustrating, and I think once Demar gets out of his own head and starts playing his game again. We're going to see him do a lot better um, and and become the Demar from the beginning of the season. Yeah, he was he's been in that slump, but like you said, he looked like this was steering the ship out of out of the rough waves, and he I think he's beginning to find his stride again. And this could not come at a better time, and we'll talk about that over about the Kings recap. But to finish out the Nets recap, yeah, the Spurs. I thought their defense was showing up, even though their offense wasn't really clicking forty percent from the field. Shot over, shot a hundred shots. That's what surprises me. And this, I don't think we're used to a Spurs team that shoots a hundred shots a game. No, yeah, that's that's an insane um, offensive stat and <laughs> inefficiency. And I think you know over these past few games we we saw it too, where um, the shooters just aren't shooting very well, and that will continue on to the next few games. 
Yeah, because if you look at the stats for the Spurs had a had been killer, most efficient three point shooting team there is. But if you look at the three point percentage of the past three games, the Nets game thirty six percent from three, twelve for thirty three. New Orleans nine for twenty three, thirty nine percent, and then gets the Kings twenty eight percent. It's the three point. Sl- there's a three point slump going on in San Antonio, or at least on the road, and it's not looking pretty. Yeah, and I think you know we previewed that last week where we talked about how this team relies heavily on their shooters as far as the three point shooters. You know, your Patty Mills, your um, your Marco Bellinelli, and your Davis Bertans and your Bryn Forbes. If those guys are on, we're we're almost unbeatable. But if you have if you have them not performing like they should be or missing their shots, it's going to be a very hard time. Um, to win and win games with them because you know even though Lamarcus can get his twenty and ten um, twenty and ten stat line and Demar can be Demar of old, we'd really really rely on our bench performance too, especially our rotational players. And so the yeah the Spurs finished that game one seventeen one fourteen. It was a close game. Um, they were able to outscore the outscore the Nets thirty two to twenty five in the fourth quarter to close it out. Um, and I forgot to mention. The defense can be lackluster for the Spurs at many times, but this game they're for, they're forcing some turnovers, forced fourteen turnovers against the Nets, and had six steals. Which this this team is not known for its defense, but whenever they can get get boards on offense, rebounds, and force some turnovers, the Spurs can have a good night, even if they are shooting forty from the field. All right, going to the next game, which was the Pelicans game, which we've already mentioned a little bit. Spurs won one thirteen one oh eight. I was unfortunately asleep during this game, so you know more about this game than I do. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, sorry, excuse me. But I think <clears throat> the most important thing was bats. Bats. That was the story of the night. Um, and the Spurs Coyote summoning his inner Manu. <laughs> Can you sorry. breathe? Are you, getting, are you getting emotional <clears throat> by this? Just emotional? Yeah, I definitely am because Manu is my favorite player. And it was beautiful seeing, you know, him um, summon his inner Manu so, uh, and catch the bats with, uh, he didn't do it with his hands, but he did it with the net. And so that was probably the biggest thing. And we got audio of that, so we, we have to play it. We, we're Spurs fans. We have to listen. And the bats have returned. Yeah, I knew that was going to happen. That was only predictable. Rudy Gay went running down to Zach Zarba and said, help me. As... The Spurs. Here comes the Coyote. And the Coyote. He's ready this time. He's ready to not get him. Oh. <laughs> oh. One more attempt. And yes. that's when it's a trick. Oh, the Coyote got him. Go ahead and chow down, <laughs> Coyote. Yeah, so the co- it took him in the second swat, but he got it. Yeah, I'm kind of disappointed in Rudy and how Rudy just like, ran out. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say that. Yeah, Rudy's. I think I saw a post game interview with Rudy. He says, and someone asked him about the bats, or Bill Land asked him about the bats. He's like, I, I was going to is it run or die, man. Run or die from the bats. <laughs> I think Brooke Lopez had probably the best comeback or um, comment about bats. You know, they asked him um, what would happen if his arena was was infested with with bats, and he had the best comment. He said, if if there's bats in, in the arena, I'm just going to stand there and let one bite me because we've seen enough superhero movies to know that something's good's going to happen out of that. I think that's absolutely true. <laughs> um, but going back to the game, you know, we had night leaders, our night, 
daily night leaders of LaMarcus Aldridge with his double-double, um, 25 points, 14 rebounds. And DeMar had his game-high assists of five that night. So, again, you know, DeMar's kind of... We see the trend where he's kind of steering the ship in the right direction. He's kind of getting his swag back. And I think that's only going to prove dividends for us in the future. And hopefully he can, you know, bring it together before or maybe, you know, hopefully after All-Star breaks so that way we can go on a good run. But, um, yeah, that game was, was good for the most part until the fourth quarter. Fourth quarter. The Pelican, so by the fourth quarter, the Spurs had a pretty decent lead. And so Pop put in the third stringers. And the third stringers t- went on to get outscored 30-19 to 19 in the fourth quarter alone. Good God, yeah. Quincy, if, if I saw the box score right, I want to say Quincy Pondexter had a minus 20. Pirtle had a minus 19. Patty had a minus 18. Uh, Chemezi had a minus 12 on 0-2 shooting. So, yeah, the third stringers were not ready, were they? No, yeah, and I think, I don't know what it was, and and Pop mentioned this in his interview where he, he had said, you know what, I wanted the guys to stick stick in there and see if they can pull through. And then there was a quote that he said, you know, he was a little nervous because it came down to two minutes in the game and the Pelicans fought all the way down from that 20-point deficit and they brought it down to three. And so he had to sub in some of the some of the third stringers with DeMar and, and L.A., and, and, and I understand his, I understand his reasoning when he mentions, you know, he wants to develop, develop their their confidence and and their ability to you know to stay in the game, but you should never. And I guess this is you know this is not very typical of Spurs fans to question Pop, but I'm more on the side that you you shouldn't let it get to that point where your third stringers are getting beat. And it wasn't even that they were getting beat by. By by the opponents, you know, first string players by their by their starters. It was it was also they still had some bench players in because they had a lot of in, Pelicans had a lot of injuries that night. So for the Spurs not to hold that twenty point lead and win by by twenty, it was pretty disappointing to see, especially because of how effective and efficient our bench play has been, or the Spurs bench play has been. So the the fact that we the fact that we just the fact that the Spurs did not hold that lead is is pretty disappointing. And you you were saying about the the bench play not being so well. Well, be so finishing that game off. We won one. Spurs won one thirteen one oh eight at the Pelicans at home and that in their home stretch. And now it kicks off their rodeo road trip against the Kings. And that bench play from. That Pelicans game decided to go into the Kings game and did not do, do the Spurs any favors. Um, it was a pretty devastating loss for the Spurs. I think that they, the Spurs should, they should have been been focused on this game, especially with the rodeo road trip and how Pop was was talking about how this is a time where they come together. But for some reason, the Spurs bench or the Spurs overall shot terrible from three. Uh, they shot twenty eight percent. Versus the Kings shot, shooting at forty percent, um, so that was probably the game right there. If you're going to be shooting that many threes and at that efficiency, um, and the opponent's going to be shooting just as many threes at twice the efficiency that you have, basically, 
I mean, you're going to lose every time. And it wasn't it wasn't like the Spurs were doing unforced turnovers or anything like that. They only had eight turnovers, which tied with the Kings, but they got killed on the boards first off. They the Kings had 40 defensive rebounds, 26 assists, five blocks, five steals. It wasn't like as the Kings were playing that great defense on us. Our just if they were playing great defense, they were doing great perimeter defense because we can Spurs can not get a basket to save their lives, especially for three point range. Nine for thirty two from three point range. Now the free throw line they went ninety percent, but they only went to the free throw line twenty one times that game. Right, absolutely. Um, you know, we talked about it with with Austin from you know the Royalty podcast about or we previewed this game and he had mentioned that if, you know, if there was anybody to go off, it was going to be buddy healed with, with a three point shot. Um, and that's exactly what happened. I mean, the Kings were just lights out, uh, you know, and it seemed like, I, I know we're, we're looking at the stats and we're saying, Oh, 40%, but it, it seemed like a lot worse. And there's times where this loss just, this, it it was bad. You know, this is one of those bad games that the Spurs tend to have throughout the years. I think this this loss was probably worse than the Sixers loss that people thought was really bad. But I think this is worse, um, especially because this is com- um, this is within the conference play. This is also you know uh, potentially another um, playoff team in the Western Division. So it 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 holds a lot of factors to it. And um, I think the bit. Also, the biggest thing that we still haven't mentioned is Derek White being out. Derek White, I'm not, sh- I'm not sure what the injury exactly is. I saw, saw it was heel troubles. I did, there was some some weird diagnosis he had. Did you were you able to catch that? Yeah. So he has, I think it's a he, he, plantar fasciitis. Uh, Please translate. So it's basically, and I'm no medical doctor, but he he had experienced this in the beginning of the season, and that's why he was out in the beginning of the season, but on his other foot. So now, same thing happened to this, like to to his current foot that he has right now. So I think what it is is just a, a ligament is not it's inflamed, so it's it's causing him some issues. Um, so- and hopefully, this doesn't keep him out as long as it did in the beginning. But they're looking. For him to be out at least two to three weeks, so hopefully that doesn't happen. Hopefully, the All Star break he comes back after that, and we can, like again said, can make a pretty good run at it. And it, it all depends. That that's kind of a day to day type injury. I saw one where he might be out the next three games. He could be out two weeks. Could be come back after the All Star break. Let's just hope that this injury is not doesn't hinder the team because we saw we saw how it was the Spurs defense was not stellar last night at all against a team that was outpacing them completely and the primer defense was not there no absolutely and i think you're right is our defense was really really hurting yet last night especially with the guard play and again this going back to the preview with uh with austin from the royalty podcast i had mentioned that if there's one thing that the spurs always always get burned on is, is the guard play and De'Aaron fox buddy healed um, and I can't remember their other guard, but they were just all over us, and they just they killed us. You know, Darren Fox was was too quick. They outpaced us, and that's that was their game. And that's that's all they did was they controlled the pace of the game, and that's how they won. And that's that's how they built up that fifteen point lead. Was they were just 
much faster to us, much faster than us. They were a step ahead of us every single time. And we just, we, you know, we were playing on the back foot the entire time. Yeah. And well, the Spurs, they, they have a great offense, but you kind of need a defense to go with it. And I think Pop knows, knows about that. But here's the hopes that the Spurs can kind of bounce back from that Kings game. Let's look at the next game. Oh, never mind. That, <laughs> never mind. Cause, yeah, I don't, th- so we're I don't gonna, think you want to mention the next game. Yeah, so let's preview the next three games. That's our recap. So Spurs did lose 112 to 127 to start off the rodeo road trip in Sacramento. Uh, so uh, the next game against the, the Warriors. Warriors. <laughs> we already had Derek White out. Now add on add in that Demar Demur, De, Demar De, Demur Demar DeRozan and Lamarcus Aldridge are out for load management. Yeah, this is one of those big old waving the flag um <laughs> games right this, from the beginning. Let's see how the bench does. The, but in all seriousness this this could be some where the bench can get some good minutes. I I know that Lonnie should definitely get some minutes not miss that game. But this is going to be a game that it, we're not going to win it. Guaranteed. Unless the Warriors complete because they shoot 0 for 25 from three-point range or something like that. Something absurd. We're not winning this game. We already know that. But this could be a good game for the Spurs to show, for their bench to get some good minutes, get the second units some time around each other, get against some really good competition. And hopefully they can keep it close. Hopefully. Yeah. <laughs> It's not a 50-point blowout in the first quarter. But, um, no, I think you're right. I think this is one of those games where, you, you know, you chalk it up to a loss. Um, and you go with the expectation that you're you're probably not going to win. But you want to get development. And so you see your young guys go in there and, and battle. And so hopefully we see uh, at least Lonnie get at least 20, 20 minutes, you know, per the game, for the game. That would be nice. It would be one of those things where it's not so bad. We can, you know, we can see quite a bit of of his game at this point you know if he plays you know 15 20 minutes so i hope we can see that happen at least for the warriors game yes the warriors however the warriors are not on top of the west so that's always the good good thing because denver's up there but uh but yeah we're not winning that game that's my prediction we're not gonna win that <laughs> game unless unless curry clay and kd are all sitting or they just have the worst game of their careers, and just so happens to be against the Spurs, then I'll be okay. But the Spurs are totally winning. <laughs> yeah, I know, Kawhi. That, that's a joke. That's a joke. Th- thanks, Kawhi. All right, you know, looking off the Warriors, at least uh, at least their defensive rating isn't as great either at 108. So they had the 15th best defense in the league. However, they got the Spurs are 21st in the league at defensive ranking. Yeah, it's, it's about it's about the perimeter. The perimeter is tough, and um, the, what the one thing that the Warriors do the best is shoot from the perimeter. So, however, yeah. looking at, looking at the Spurs, though, Spurs are number five in offensive ranking, but the Warriors are at number one at one fifteen. We're at one twelve, so we could probably keep up with them offensively. Defense isn't going to do us any favors, though. No, you know what? Let's just let's just move on to the next game because I think we're gonna be we're gonna be on spitballing. <laughs> we're gonna be spitballing here for 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 a game that we're gonna, I think be sorely disappointed. Uh, <laughs> All right. So the next game is on Thursday is on Thursday the seventh. 
is at the Trailblazers, the third game in the Rodeo Roundup, Road Trip, whatever it's called. Uh, Trailblazers, they're a decent team. They're, I believe they're fourth in the league, in, or not in the league, in the West. They've been playing some really good ball lately. Yeah, they're looking really good. And again, they have those two guards that will probably hurt us. You know, CJ McCollum doesn't, doesn't, or is not known for going off against the Spurs very often. Um, but he has a couple of games where he's lit, lit us up. I think Amy Lillard is the, the more troublesome one, especially since we don't have Derek White or DeJounte Murray. Um, it's going to be really, really tough. Yeah, it's going to be a tough guarding game. Guarding him. Especially whenever you have CJ McCollum and Damien, like you were saying, and we don't have our Spurs don't have their number one guard, defensive guard in Derek White. And then add on that your Demar isn't the best either on defense. You will get lit up. But if the Spurs can light them up in the paint, we can keep up. They can keep up offensively. But I would not put my hopes too high on that. But I would not count the Spurs out of this game. Any game, the Spurs are still a good team, even without Derek White. They are still a good team. They are still a good team, and they did show it. But yeah, absolutely. I think um, I think that that will be a good game to watch. It's not going to be as devastating as the Warriors game, but it'll definitely be a better game. Especially being on on Thursday, the day of the deadline, they could. I know the Blazers are buyers. They've traded for Ronnie Hood, which we'll talk about later. And so the Blazers, they might be down a few players, if, depending on how active they go within the trade deadline. So they might not have some players ready if they traded for some or got or traded out some. So they might be down a few players. I don't expect the Spurs to do anything trade wise, but so. There, that could be a possibility. That could be a factor, but that game I could say is a possible win for the Spurs. Again, not gonna put my hopes on it because yeah, as long as Derek White's out, there is a chance of us losing any game. Yeah, that one's much. That one's much more winnable. Um, I think it's sixty forty chance that we win as opposed to losing. Um, whereas like the Warriors game is. Probably in an eighty to ninety percent to to ten to twenty, but after that, following that is the Jazz on Saturday, um, and I think that's a much more winnable game, and I think we match up with them a little bit better um, as long as we can guard um, Donovan, Donovan Mitchell. I think we we should stick in that game pretty well. And Donovan, I think, go ahead. I was just say I think the the Spurs can go um, at best two and one, at worst zero oh and three. Of course. <laughs> I would I would still bet on a one and two, maybe two and one, but yeah, the Jazz they're looking to trade market themselves, so they they might be they're looking for Mike Conley, but uh, I think the I think the biggest matchup is going to be Gobert versus Lamarcus because Lamarcus has been an offensive beast inside. Whenever he scored his fifty six point game, he didn't take a single shot from the outside of the arc. So. Marks has been a beast on the boards. Gobert is known for his defense, so that should be a that should be a fun matchup, no matter what. Yeah, I think this is going to be a good game to um to see a all star this year versus someone who is apparently a snub. Um, and so I I don't I like think, to I don't like to indicate people off of all stars. I like to say if a well, person well, if a the, person's good, they are an all NBA talent. All NBA should yeah. be more important than all star. No, I absolutely agree with you, but I'm just saying I think this is a good a good game to see. Okay, look, 
Lamarcus Aldridge definitely deserves if if the Spurs if the Spurs win and Lamarcus Aldridge plays like he should be playing or like he does play, people are going to see okay, you know what? Maybe we were wrong that Gobert doesn't belong in an All Star because, or at least we we're wrong on our perception of Aldridge because you know he outplayed he outplayed Gobert. So that's that's what I want to see from Aldridge. Be like, look, hey, you have a chance to go in there and prove yourself. Go in there and prove it. Yeah, so, and looking at the stats for the Blazers, Blazers are number eight in offense at 112, 109 defense. So they rank around the Spurs defensive wise, not too far away from them. They are 16th in defense. So that should help the Spurs out, where Spurs can have a pretty hot offense at times. But the Jazz are, they came out, they were not doing so well early in the season, and now they've caught fire and jump back into the playoff race. They are currently they are currently at the seventh seed as we record this at thirty and twenty four. So again, that's a good game. We have a good we have three games. They could be blowouts, they could be close games. We'll find out. But we're gonna take a quick break. When we come back we're gonna talk a bit about the NBA and give kinda of go around the NBA and go around this this chaos of free agency. Or not what am I saying? Trade deadline. I'm a Dumbass. This is not the summer. All right, but we'll be right back here at the line. Hey, guys. Have you ever listened to at the line and then suddenly think, huh, I kind of want to make my own podcast? Well, guess what? I have something that's going to be the best tool for you in starting off your podcast. It's called Anchor, and this is what we use here at The Line. One, it's absolutely free to use, and guess what? I know some of our hosting websites, they cost money to have you start your podcast, host it, and all that. Anchor doesn't do that. It's absolutely free, and there's even creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer if you don't have all the equipment that you want. Anchor will also distribute your podcast for you, so you don't have to go to all these other websites and figure out, how do what what do I put? How do I get this? It's so confusing. Anchor, although, makes it easy for you. And they will put your podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more podcasting websites. And guess what? The best part of it? You can make money from your podcast, but no minimum listenership. That means you can do your podcast for free while making money. Who doesn't love that? And it's everything that you need to make your podcast in one place. So make sure to download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started on your free podcast. The guy is drunk, but there he goes. That's kind of a good way of saying what's going on around the NBA. What do you say? Yeah, no, absolutely. It's been, it's been an absolute just nightmare around the NBA. I think it's been crazy how the NBA completely overtook the Super Bowl, which no one's even talking about 24 hours or you know, 48 hours after the game. Yeah. Everybody's back on the NBA, you know, NBA bandwagon. The, the NBA train, as we like to say. I, I think it's an underrated, underage uh, selection that the that the uh, NBA. So- the association decided to move the trade deadline to the week after the Super Bowl. 
extremely petty. Extremely petty of the NBA to do that. <laughs> when is the NBA not petty? Absolutely. When? The, the NBA league. is known for its pettiness, and I love it. Absolutely. I agree. It's amazing. The best league in the world, for sure. Best league. All right, so we're going to talk about the Lakers. As much as we're Spurs fans, we love talking about the Lakers because we get to make fun of them. So, you know, when shit happens like this, I mean, because this complete implosion, this black hole that's happening in L.A. right now is amazing. Hashtag Lakers implosion. <laughs> that's my signature hashtag. If you've been following me on Twitter at Ty Yeager Radio, you can follow Mac at, at Mac Penn Media. But Ty Yeager Radio <laughs> is more important. No, I'm just kidding. You can follow us at The Lion Pod, too. We're getting more active over there. Uh, yeah, we've been talk. I've been talking a lot about the Lakers. Hashtag Laker implosion because the Lakers they really want AD, don't they? They really do. I mean, this is just it's 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 the 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 driving force right now. It's where the hell is AD going? And especially in the middle of the season, where the hell is AD going? And we're having this you know back and forth tennis match with with the Pelicans and the Lakers, and it's just. It's been fantastic. I think it's been great. It's better than daytime drama shows. And the NBA just needs to do its own like hard knocks and just film throughout oh. the entire season. And then give us like when be, NBA, when NBA offseason is going around, it shows everything that happened, you know, through the NBA during the season. And that'd be amazing. Adam Adam Silver, give it to me. Come on, let's do it. Let's do this. Let's make it happen. Do you know how much money they would make off of that? Imagine nonstop NBA throughout the entire year. Like I can live that dream. I can live that too. Uh, so we so there was big trade news where I would like to say that the Lakers just sound desperate at this point. When you just say they just sound desperate? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I, I mean, you have Magic just like throwing trade, um, trade, trade requests to to the Pelicans. Like I think this last one that. That Del Demps, Del Demps should have taken this one though. So I got, I got this one. So the Lakers yeah. would receive Anthony Davis and Solomon Hill. Solomon Hill more for cap for money relief, and the Pelicans would receive. All right, let's count it, guys. Count it with me: Lonzo Ball, Kyle Kuzma, Brandon Ingram, Rajon Rondo, Lance Stevenson, Michael Beasley, and two first-round picks. Wait, was that the last one? Because I thought the last one. No, had... no, that's this was the one that we got the other day on February fourth. Oh, okay, okay. This was still a big. This was still the the main one before the Lakers, the Pelicans decided to ask. Nah, that's not good enough. We want six draft picks, and so I tweeted I tweeted this on at the Lion Pod on Twitter, and I I tweeted a poll: Should the Lakers accept this trade proposed by the Lakers, and what's your reason? And I don't think, because I put, I think I put this I put this answer as kind of a kind of a trick question, but it's it's but thirty six percent of of the votes, which we had twenty nine hundred votes, which is astounding. Thirty six percent said, "No, this is a bad trade for the Lakers," even though it's should the Pelicans accept it. I well, no, <laughs> you gotta you gotta imagine everything that. That the Lakers are giving up for AD. Oh yeah, and for sure. Like I said, I think Dell Demps really, really screwed up with this last one because I think the last one included Zubak and it included Josh Hart. You know, basically and f- the, 
and some I think some second round picks too. Yeah, it, it basically everything that the Pelicans wanted, and then they they said, you know what? No, we're not going to do that. We want the six picks instead. Like, come on, Dell, you basically just re refilled all your roster, and you can cut you know the fat away from from who you want and from who you don't want. I still think it's someone someone said on Twitter perfectly. It was a fu tax. Yeah. <laughs> It was Definitely. It's it's just I feel like the I feel like the Pelicans are just trolling. At this point, yeah, it's definitely Dell Demps is just saying, you know what? Screw you, Magic. You know we're not playing we're not playing your game. But and, I, I honestly think he should have taken that last one. If you yeah, include Zubac, yeah. if you include Lon, um, Kyle, if you include Josh Hart, I mean those are three pieces you can build around. And you can build around. And you still get two first round picks. And two first round picks. God. Bless, come on, Dell. You some, just gotta, you gotta make it happen. Some people are saying that those two first round picks. Why would the Lakers? Why would the Pelicans go for two first round picks? And I'm saying Laker implosion because the only reason I want this trade to happen is because the Lakers would implode as a result. It's absolutely by their own doing because they'd be trading. They're betraying three of their best youngest guys. I know they're not the best in the league, but Kuzma is still a pretty damn good prospect. Ingram is good in his own right. Lonzo is a Defensive. He's a defensive. He's a defensive player. Over I mean, all around, he's mad, but defensive, he's good. Right. And so, yeah, the the Pelicans would be getting some really good good value for out of AD for this, and the Lakers I mean, in return would be imploding themselves because they would get rid of essentially all their youth core, get rid of Rondo, Rondo, Lance, and Beasley at least in this trade, just for Anthony Davis and Solomon Hill. Don't. Don't forget about God tier Solomon Hill, everyone. <laughs> uh, NBA 2K Diamond Card Solomon Hill. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> but yeah, the Lakers, I mean, like I said, New Orleans should have done that last one, Zubak, and then getting it over and done with. But I know, again, the NBA likes to be drama filled. Like TNT says, you know, we are drama. That's exactly TNT. <laughs> that's exactly the NBA. So. <laughs> You know what? It, it, they they work perfectly. That's why they're together. Um. So I mean, there's and it's just juicy. That's that's why the story is continuing on because it's a juicy story. And so, and so with all this stuff, it, this stuff is clear. All of these things are clearly out in the public because the Lakers don't do anything quietly. So everyone on the team definitely knows what's going on, and it definitely showed tonight. Tonight was not good. Or on. As we record this Tuesday night, the Lakers played the Pacers. They lost 136-94. to Ouch. LeBron had a, had a team-high 18 points. This oh. was, And I think that this is the largest defeat for, the, and for LeBron in his whole career. 46 points was the highest lead in the game. And they like, lost by the 40. Last, when was the last time LeBron scored 18 points only? That's I have crazy. no clue. They they shot 19% from three-point range. Jeez. And I think another factor of why they did not do this was because of this. This this is this is great. Asked him and fouled by Bogdanovich. Two more Golden State was nine for 21 from the field. Previous four before that, remember when he was on that ridiculous tear, shot 70% during those four games. He has averaged 22 over the last... Yeah, I would say that's right. LeBron's going to trade you. God. When Brandon, Ing- Brandon Ingram was at the line for free throws and the Pacer fans ca- represented the rest of the M- NBA fan base, 
and started chanting, LeBron's going to trade you. Uh, all I know is <laughs> sports media tomorrow morning better grill the shit out of Pacer fans for that because that was absolutely horrible. That was, I, I Pacer love I fans, love we are ashamed of you. That's not how the rest of you... How dare you represent Y'all the league as a rest like that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no. No, that Pacer was fans, Pacer, Pacer fans, hold on. Very good. Very Pacer good. fans, we salute you, and we are extremely happy. We salute you guys. Continue the good work. <laughs> continue the petty. We, we live in it. We love it. Appreciate Con- Continue you. the petty work and holding LeBron at 18 points. But so, yeah, the Lakers are imploding. If you want to hashtag it, hashtag Laker implosion. Best thing there could be. Uh, but the Lakers, they're not going anywhere. And this this might be... And LeBron's probably regretting, why the hell did I do this? Why the hell did I go here? No, nah, LeBron's out. He, I mean, LeBron's in his own his own world. He's, he's producing too many movies and shows to care about what's going on in the team right now. He also doesn't have a trade clause. A no trade clause <laughs> in his thing, so... He could easily get traded. And, so, and then moving, uh, moving forward, uh, I was about to say something. I lost my train of thought. Uh, oh, oh so before we before we go out of this, this would be the third because Magic he's purposely because whenever it went, happened with Paul George, he did not trade for him because they were opt- they were very high on themselves that they would sign Paul George in the off season, and then uh, Paul George signed an extension with or resigned with the Thunder, and then. This again in the off season, they thought a trade for Kawhi and Spurs did their note their their rule of not trading to the Lakers because I don't think the Lakers were going to give up enough. And then now they're they're in full desperation mode for AD, and I think they're going they're going to lose the sweepstakes on this one too. Um, I mean, I think they might. I think eventually we're going to see it come down, and I think. I'm more on the side that AD does go to the Lakers. He probably will, but it's not going to be for another two years. And but still, Magic has already stri- has already striked out on two guys and Kawhi and Paul George because we know Kawhi is not going to go play with LeBron. We already know that. Very true. Yep. So he he struck out on two guys, and he could po- easily struck out on a third. These are. And it's not like he's striking out on on some like Chris Middleton or someone <laughs> like that. He's striking on some of the best players in the game right now. He struck on Paul George, with one of the best two-way players there is, who's having an MVP season this year. Then he struck out on Kawhi, and then now he's about to strike out on AD. So, but I, w- I want to m- mention that because I've been thinking about that, and so. But moving on, there's a few injuries around the league. We got a lot of injured people here. Uh, did you hear? Did you hear about the news about John Wall? Man, I, at this point, you kind of feel bad for him. <laughs> like it's just. Well, like, okay, it's a catch-22 because you feel bad for him because of the situation and how completely horrible it was that he ruptured his Achilles while injured already. But and, at the same time, he's making, slip. he's making too much money. <laughs> he's making a ton of money, so I feel bad for him, though. And I feel, I feel bad for the Wizards because I don't think they had the the injury exception for him at all. Which, no, I think I think they did get the designation, the eight million designation for him. I think they got the the middle line exception or something like that, but they right. did not get too much for John Wall, who has a it's not a massive, massive contract. Con- he has a massive contract, so massive. Con- so yeah, you're right. 
John Wall is going to be out for at least a year now. And but he's going whenever I saw the report where he was going to he was going to go rehab in Green Bay, I was like, why, why is he going to Green Bay? And then I forgot the the Packers up there invested a crap ton of money with Microsoft and uh, so I think I'm not sure who the medical center is, but they have a huge they have a huge medical complex out there now. You know, if there's any team that, or if there's any player, any free agent that is afraid or that takes um, medical staff into consideration when making their choices, do not go to the Wizards. <laughs> not. Stay away, stay away, stay away from the Wizards. Because hey. not only did he rupture his Achilles, I mean, his Achilles in a freak accident, but he also suffered from some infection from his surgery, um, from repairing his heel or his um, ankle. Oh, he got one so, too. Yeah. So not only not only did he rupture his Achilles, but he also has like some post surgery issues with his. Um, I thought that was Alex Smith of the Redskins. No, 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 no. Because Alex because Alex Smith, the quarterback for the Redskins, when he broke his leg, he got an infection you're, too. You're right. Oh my God, you're right. Don't go to DC. <laughs> Don't go to DC if. And also, also Dwight Howard dealt with like some butt injury too. You're right. See, I'm telling you, if you're Don't an NBA free agent, do not go to DC. Do Don't not go, go to DC because the medical team over there is horrible. <laughs> Don't go to DC. Jesus, that's bad. Whenever two Washington players get an infection on post surgery, Jesus. Yeah. All right, moving on. Uh, Derek White is out with his heel injury, as we talked about earlier. Uh, according to the CBS. Injury uh, report that I got from CBSSports.com. He's expected to be out till February 9th. That could be extended to past the All-Star break, like you said. Uh, we just already talked about the effects that it's going to have, but we just recap as our injury roundup. Pop is Pop is that the, the type that likes to um, play it safe, so he's probably just going to keep him out till till All-Star break, past All-Star break. That's it. Speaking of playing safe, uh, Porzingis. Let's talk about this trade real quick. Uh, Christoph Porzingis, because this happened the day after we recorded, because outdated, our podcast getting outdated the next day is always, it seems to be our route now. Uh, Christoph got traded to the Dallas Mavericks in a big deal, in a big trade. Uh, so Christoph Porzingis, Tim Hardaway Jr., Courtney Lee, and Trey Burke all went to the Dallas Mavericks, while Dennis Smith Jr., Wes Matthews, DeAndre Jordan, and two first round picks protected went to the Knicks. But Porzingis was already recovering from a torn ACL from last season. And he's going to set the remainder of this season to rehab his ACL so he's at full force when he comes back next season. Yeah, and I think that's the best. I think that's the best thing for him um, just because he gets the ability to heal fully and, you know, make sure that he's 100% before he comes back. Kind of like the Kawhi Leonard situation where, you know, we held out Kawhi for an extended amount of time, or the Spurs held out Kawhi for the extended amount of time. So. You know, the Mavericks are, are are gambling. You know, they're gambling in the future, and you know, sometimes that's that's the thing that gets you over the hump and wins you championships. Exactly. And if you want to hear more talk about Kristoff and that and the Mavs' future, I made a whole uh have a new we have a new type of show on on our on our podcast, the Limelight. Get it? Because it's the like the limelight. Get it? <laughs> <laughs> I'm funny. I know. But uh, the limelight is going to be kind of our interview series, or we're going to have like sit down one on ones. We have a few things coming up. But I sat down with uh, Bri- Brian Zealum. I'm not going to say his name right again. Uh, of the Blue Hardwood Podcast, who follows the Dallas Mavericks on the Pulse Podcast Network, 
Um, so if you want to go check out more Kristoff talks, go go check out that episode. I had a pretty good dive in with him, and we talked about a lot about the Mavs' future. And so going to the next to the next injury, Jamal McGur- Jamal Murray uh, of the Denver Nuggets. He's been having a recurring ankle problem, and he went down with an art ankle issue a few games ago. This the Denver Nuggets are hot, but they are hurt. Yeah, I mean, I think if anything, they've they've weathered the storm very, very well um, for having the injuries that they have. I know a few guys have gone out. I haven't followed the Nuggets very, very closely, but I mean, aside from the fact that they're number one, but they're still they're still number one, and they're still going through these ups and downs with with their injuries. So they're definitely doing something right for sure. And they still don't have their first round draft pick. Is it Michael Porter Jr. right? If I'm saying that right? Yeah, Michael Porter Jr. That's and then. Right. They have Isaiah Thomas, who who's, he hasn't been 100% since his hip injury, but it's still Isaiah Thomas. And he comes back. He's due to return February 13th, according to the CBS Sports Injury Report. So they're they're about to get some big pieces back while they're already number one. And then uh, no, speaking of returns, Jonas Valanciunas of the Toronto Raptors, he's due to make his return this this week. Have, and he's been out with a thumb injury for the from about a month or so, and I know the Raptors have been missing him on the boards. Yeah, they've the, the Raptors have not looked like the Raptors in the beginning of the season, and I know that they've suffered some injuries and and Kyle Lowry his you know battling through some some back issues, and the fact that Jonas is has a hand problem of the hand injury and didn't help, but um you know hopefully comes back and and is is much better, and that leads us into the next segment perfectly. So, all right. So, we got about five minutes of this segment left. So, we're going to do the trade deadline chaos. Hold on. I think I can find music for this. All right. We're going to do this real quick, real quick. So, we're just going to run, we're going to run down through because this is more of a tease for, because we're going to go more in depth post, post trade deadline, like I said earlier. So, on Friday, we will be releasing an episode of a EP emergency podcast about post-trade deadlines. Get all the recap stuff of that. So, first, there was a rumor today that the Raptors were going for Mike Conley and Marcus Gasol and swap out Jonas Valanciunas and Kyle Lowry. I knew that was a very one-sided trade, according to you. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you know, the, the, Gri- the Grizzlies should not do that trade. To get an injured Kyle Lowry or, you know, a suffering... Kyle Lowry and then an injured Jonas Valanciunas for Mike Conley who's having a pretty good year coming off of his injury and then Gasol who's still very very um, who still produces a lot of value that's that's a one-sided thing like the Raptors were what the Raptors are doing right now is just swinging for the fences because you know potentially they might not have Kawhi Leonard and that might be something that we see later on but definitely right now I think they're in like you know what all hands on deck. We're going all in. We got to try to get something. And I think this would have been a fleecing of the Grizzlies if they did it. But I'm glad they did. They did it. Well, good news for you that Marcus All is most likely going to the Hornets at the time that we're recording this podcast. There was a there was a Shams tweet that that there were that the Grizzlies were in serious talks with the Hornets. Yeah, and they also, I mean, the Grizzlies also sat out Mark for tonight, which is pretty telling of what's going on. Um, and there's also another tweet saying that there was a trash bag by Mark's closet or Whoa, by Mark's locker. I didn't see that. So, yeah, it's it's getting pretty heated right now. I think Mark definitely gets traded by tomorrow, if if so. 
Um, and the Hornets are, are a pretty good landing destination for him, not too far from Memphis. Um, and he can definitely be a valuable piece there. Um, I know I read something where it said that Michael Jordan definitely wants to be in the playoffs this year. And if getting Gasol can help that, it's definitely going to help them. All right, and then uh, our one is serious. Conley is getting serious interest from the Jazz and the Pistons. I really like the Jazz, the Jazz play because they would most likely switch out Marco Rubio, and like you said, Conley's having a pretty damn good season. And then add him to a Jazz team who's kind of making a good push. He would fit really well by Donovan Mitchell and Gobert. Yeah, I, I mean, I love, I love Conley and I love Gasol, and I want them to do really well. So even though the Jazz are in the West and still fighting for a playoff position against the Spurs. I, I wouldn't I wouldn't hate this. Yeah, I definitely want to see Conley do well and hopefully he can if he does go to the Jazz. Um or if he goes to the Pistons and pairs up with um pairs up with Andre Drummond and Blake Griffin, like that would be a really good big three there exactly. for, for the for the Pistons also. And uh another one is the, so the Knicks did get Wes Wesley Matthews in the trade for Kristoff. So and it looks like they're looking to shop Wesley Matthews with Wesley could either be a buyout candidate or be a trade candidate. I bet they're going to look for more some more for some assets from him. What do you think about that? Yeah, he he still provides some value. Um, he's one of these larger guards, so he's he can be one of those three and D wings. And so I think some some teams that can use him, something like even though I don't want him on the Spurs, but you know the Spurs could use him. Um, I believe he was even attached to Portland at one time. Yeah, he was set uh, to Portland from what I saw. And speaking of Portland, they trade for Rodney Hood from 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 the Cavs for who did they trade for? T- who they traded? I have no idea I who no they idea. sent over. It clearly <laughs> wasn't someone that we know. Oh uh, no, it was for Nick Stauskas, Stauskas, and someone else. And but it looks like Portland's looking to buy from all the different ones, even Mike Conley possibly. No, no, it was from Marcus Hall from what I saw. Yeah, the Marcus Hall. They were they were attached to Marcus Hall for a little bit. But and, I think the Rodney Hood pickup by Portland is is really good. Um, yeah, six seven, you know, guard slash forward. Yeah. Um, so he's he's one of these these bigger offensive minded players, and I think he's going to fit great in Portland, and that gives Portland some more depth in their positions, and uh, definitely they're getting stronger. I just wish the Spurs would do something to make them stronger too. All right, hold on. We got breaking news. Breaking news. The Lakers made a trade. <laughs> we already know where this is going because we talked about this earlier. Uh, the Lakers traded us. Skeeve me me her. I'm not gonna try that. Never mind. Yeah, the uh, Lakers traded one their guys. I think they got in the draft this season for guys. This is a legendary Reggie Bullock. Reggie Bullock, guys. <laughs> so the Lakers. That's not, that's not the trade that we we wanted. Bullock. Well, the and Lakers are going to say you're going to get a trade no matter what. So, but the Lakers get Reggie Bullock. Don't really know too much. Don't know how that's going to affect them. I don't know. So, all right, but so we're going to take a quick break. Take a quick, uh, quick break. We're going to after this, we're going to come back and talk about the All Star Game. Kind of get some All Star predictions and go wrap up with some stupid tweets. We'll be right back. I'm Ty Yeager, and I want to introduce you to the Rise Up Podcast community, a community for podcasters created by podcasters, dedicated to the promotion and growth of podcasts everywhere. 
RiseUp is not a network. There are no contracts and no control over your content. Just a vessel for you to spread the word of your work and connect with the fellow podcasters to collaborate, create, and promote. And guess what? It doesn't cost you a single cent to join the community. Join the Rise Up Podcast community today by visiting our website at bit.ly slash riseuppodcommunity and follow the community on Twitter at rupodcommunity. Again, that's bit.ly slash riseuppodcommunity and at rupodcommunity on Twitter. Come and join the community of podcasts and rise up with us. Rise Up Podcast Community. All right, and we're back. So we got all star. We got some all star predictions, and we're gonna end out in the show with some stupid tweets. But first, we gotta talk about the all star game because Lamarck Zaldridge will be going to the all star game as part of the Western Reserves. PSA, Jordan Brand, Air Jordan, you better release his jersey this year. Just saying. You better. Yeah, because we didn't get it last year. And then. Another part was Davis Bertans not participating in the three-point contest. To Rob. Davis got robbed. Davis got robbed. He got robbed. Hashtag let Berton shoot. <laughs> let him shoot, damn it. Let him shoot. But so we're gonna we're gonna go through the three main content the three main things are gonna be going down, especially on All-Star Saturday, which is the skills challenge. The three-point contest and the dunk contest. So, first, let's start off with the uh, skills challenge. So, we this skills challenge has always been fun. It's been fun pretty lately, where it's it used to be big men versus guards, and this week I'm not, this year I'm not sure what this format is because you got Jason Tatum, Trey Young, Luka Doncic, Mike Conley, Kyle Kuzma, De'Aaron Fox, Nikolai Jokic, no, Jokic, and Nikolai. How do you say Vucevic? Vucevic. You got two Nikolais in there. Nikolai's mm-hmm. a popular name in the league. That's well, a popular name in, in these like um, Scandinavian countries. No kidding. There's a Nikolai's all over the place. So uh, out of these eight, who are your top four? Um, I think you definitely got to go with Luca. You got to go with Jason Tatum, Kyle, and Nikola Jokic. How dare you steal three out of my four? You literally stole three out of my four, though. Those are those are the most versatile versatile players, I think. So I got. I'm my favorites are Luca and Jason, 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 Jason. Uh, then I'm going to go with. I would like to go with Kuzma, but I think De'Aaron edges him out, and Conley's. Who doesn't like the veteran guy? Conley could make an easy run for it too. Yeah, absolutely. But I'm predicting. I'm predicting the final beat. Based on if this is how the table goes or anything like that, Luca and Jason are my favorite, are my top two. Yeah, I can see that happening. I think, I think the skill challenges comes down to who has the best combination of speed, accuracy, and agility. And so I think Luca definitely embodies that with maybe not the exception of speed. So if Jason might, might, might end up out. edging out on that one. We'll we'll see. Joe, Joe, the Joker is my is my dark horse though. Yeah, but I, th- I think he's just a little bit too slow. Like you can't compare him to you know to a Jason or a Kyle and yeah. and expect him to run as as quickly as as they can. 
And so. Kuzma can, can can come out of nowhere too. I think he has better speed. So, all right, right. Mo- moving on to the three point contest, which we are all disappointed here in Spurs fandom. We should save this one for last. Let's save this one for last. All right, we'll save it for last. We'll go to the dunk contest. <laughs> all right, so dunk contest. Some young faces. Not not really. If you're the no. if you're a casual fan, I don't think you would know any of these names besides maybe Dennis Smith. So I don't even think Dennis Smith because if you're just like a casual fan that just entered this year, you're like, who the hell is Dennis Smith? I didn't even know he was in the Knicks. Yeah, so Dennis Smith, who just got recently traded to the Knicks, um, then you got John Collins, who's he he's a sensation for the for the uh, Hawks, he's a second year player. Um, then you got is it Mikel or Miles Bridges? It's Miles. They have a Mikel too, but Miles Bridges, and then how do you say say the Oklahoma City Thunder guy's name? Hamidou Diallo. Hamidou Diallo, which I've seen some of his dunks. He, he's pretty damn athletic, but this is a young talent. I think a lot of, I honestly don't know what to expect to this dunk contest at all because the only person that's coming back is Dennis Smith, and he had a pretty damn good show last year. Yeah, absolutely. I don't I mean, none of these guys, is, I think, are dunk-worthy. At least in-game dunkers, like I don't, I've never, I mean, I've never seen John Collins dunk. I've maybe seen a couple of Mile Bridges dunks, and Diallo, I've seen only a few. Dennis Smith is the only one, but he hasn't played a lot this year too. So this is probably the most obtuse yeah, it's dunk weird. contest we've ever we've ever seen. I've seen some Miles Miles's dunks. Though. Miles is throwing some posters, but I'm gonna I'm gonna take John Collins because I really. I like John Collins, and I want him to become a household name. And it does not hurt having a dunk contest on primetime TV to get you get your name out there. So j- take John Collins as my dunk contest winner. Yeah, I mean, look at Aaron Gordon. Aaron Gordon made his name through the dunk contest. Exactly. And got <laughs> a paycheck out of it, too. Right, exactly. All right, now on to our favorite, favorite contest of all time. Mm-hmm. All right, the three-point contest. We got... We got Ten guys. Usually it's like eight, but we got ten guys this year. We got Chris Middleton, Stephen Curry, Seth Curry, uh, Kimball Walker, Damian Lillard, Dirk. That's a long pause for a reason. <laughs> uh, Devin Booker, Joe Harris, Buddy Heald, but I'll say our man, Danny Green. In three-point contest, baby. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's get it all out right now, Spurs fans. This is I don't know why would a you complete be, troll job. Why would a you be all right? Job. Hold on. Why would you be pissed off about Danny Green making a three point contest? I mean, he's 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 not a Spurs. He's I not know a Spurs he's not a Spurs. Year. He's a he's That's a light. He will be a Spurs for life in my head. My, my he, mind. He my will. Heart. His, his I don't know if his jersey will get retired. More than likely, it probably will. But yeah, Danny Green is is a lifer, a Spurs lifer. But hey, he's not wearing the jersey this year. That's um, not his fault though. <laughs> That blame blame Kawhi blame number two, yeah blame, so blame I'm, Kawhi for that one. So I'm going for Danny Green in this, but knowing the NBA storyline, it's probably gonna be Steph versus Seth. Yeah, but you I know think... what? I'm, I'm going for Dirk because <laughs> <laughs> just because I want Dirk to win this, I want him to go out on top. I kind of Buddy Heels is kind of a good dark horse. I I think the two guys I'm going to go for though are Danny and Damian. I've always like think, I've always liked Dame. I, I I would love to see Damian Lillard win this because he's been I think I think this might be his either first or second one going, 
but I think he, um, I, I like the dude. So yeah, I definitely want Damien to win for sure. Yeah. So we both agree it's, we'll be happy if Damien or Danny win it. Uh, I don't care about Danny. I don't think he's going to win it. Uh, but I know that you'll, <laughs> I know that you'll be cheering if Dirk wins it. Yeah, for sure. But Danny blocked me on Twitter. So what well, he blocked you on Twitter. Yeah. What did you do? <laughs> I don't know. This is a long time ago. I think it was like in the the past previous years when he would drive in and he would lose his handles. And now all of a sudden he goes to Toronto and he's like this handles God. So I don't know. Danny and Danny and I still have stuff to hash out. So we got some skeletons in the closet. All right. I don't, I don't understand the, how do you guys get blocked? Because it's not just you, but other people on Twitter that get blocked <laughs> by these NBA players. What the hell are you guys doing? Are you like in, what the f- hell are you guys doing to these guys? Inside the green room, if you're listening right now, please, Danny, unblock me. Danny, please <laughs> please unblock Mac Penn Media. He still loves you. Even though you're wearing a Raptors jersey, he still loves you. But but I don't know. I think it's, um, I think because of the ability, because now you have, have the ability to kind of reach that, that personality, whether it's a celebrity or an athlete. I think they, you know, that's how they find you. I mean, like I, um, it was the game versus the Suns and Kelly Oubre at the end of the game or like in the fourth quarter, he goes in like he, he does a dunk and he flexes. And so I ended up putting a pic, a picture out there. Um, that was the, the long neck skinny white boy, oh the one that's God. like super, like it looks like a, a skeleton. And so I put that out there and, and I tagged his, his handle on it. And then I checked after the game and I was blocked. <laughs> I'm just going I'm glad that I've not been blocked by an NBA player yet cuz I only give love to the NBA players. If I'm Hayden, it's more it's mostly on the Lakers or on the Golden State Warriors. Just, all right, all right. the one person I'll be okay I'll be proud of if I get blocked by is Draymond. That would be the yeah. only only person and the only thing I'd care about being blocked by, but I don't That's think, a good one. I don't think being blocked by players isn't fun. <laughs> Danny still love you, Danny. All right, so all right. Guess what time it is? We also got real music for this too. It's time for stupid tweets. I had to get fun music for it. Mm-hmm. All right, so we since we last recorded last Wednesday, right before Kristoff got traded, we got a lot of stupid takes to get get going, including a lot of Kristoff trades. So I think. So this one is more of a joke, I believe, from Ryan Matz. I'm not going to say that. So it was a Wojnowski where he's reporting about Kristoff expressing his current concerns with the with the Knicks. This just in: Kyrie, Clay, LeBron, Kristoff, Davis starting lineup for the Lakers in 2020. <laughs> the optimism. They always think they're getting everybody. Um, this one I found. I'm not sure if you found this one or if I found it. So this was the this guy was quoting the story about how Pop was telling uh, the New Orleans team, uh, New Orleans owners and GM to stand up for themselves against the Lakers. And so this guy this guy tweeted, "Standing up is how you ended up with Demar and Pop losing his desire to coach. Keep standing though, Brah. <laughs> Brah. <laughs> Is clearly gets what the hell? I don't know, man. Some people have have some weird takes. It's Twitter. What do you expect? All right, but this dude, first a dose had the great had a great comeback. This this dude, had, and the Lakers are just looking fantastic right now. 
Oh, wait. <laughs> Quoted that same tweet, so I'm okay with that. <laughs> I'm happy. Uh, this one by Lance Smith. Of So he's quoting a tweet where Steph Curry and Joel Embiid were dining t- together and there's and uh, Joel had a picture with uh, Aisha Curry, his, uh, Steph Curry's wife. Mm-hmm. And Lance said, we look back at this moment in like 2023 when the Warriors somehow have Embiid. <laughs> All right, so this Zach Noble uh, he does his own, own podcast too. Uh, so Bleacher Report um, tweeted: Magic Johnson presents Dell Dimps with five different trade scenarios, and waiting back to hear who's the most interested. And has that that smiling, that creepy ass smile Magic GIF. Do you know the one I'm talking about? No, I don't know what they're talking about. I gotta look at it. He's like against some brick wall. He's smiling, nice and big. It looks creepy. <laughs> and so Magic sent the, tr- sent the trade scenarios and Zach Noble's like but did he go right to spam? <laughs> this one was pretty funny too, too. Um, this week these aren't even too stupid this one so it's Drew's that dude and you know the the meme where it's dead Gamora looking at Thanos and how, how much did it cost? Oh yeah, yeah. And so, and so it's Gamora. Did you trade Hardaway? In the next, yes. What did it cost? Everything. <laughs> <laughs> um. So uh, this one's a good one. So this this one, this guy's replying to a tweet where the Knicks have, are talking about their seventy four million in cap space and they can get Kyrie and KD. And this dude, so they're going to get Kyrie and KD, and this guy would be lum. That's the dream. We're just going to sign Gordon Drogic and Tobias Harris. But just wait for it. <laughs> Why does LA think they're getting everything? Not just no, no, Lakers. that was the Knicks. That was the Knicks. The Knicks, oh, are, I'm the, sorry. the Knicks are smoking the same thing that the Lakers fans are. Again, these large market, large market places, man. All right, Kemba TQ tweeted, Unpopular opinion. The Knicks have a brighter future than the Mavs. What the f- <laughs> That was stupid for a reason. All right, and Shane Young or Young NBA, who's he tweets a lot too. He says, "Just saw a Raptors fan say that the team should fire Nick Nurse and suggested Jeff Van Gundy or Frank Vogel as a replacement." Oh boy, mm. time to log off. Oh my god. Well, but okay. Here's here's the hot take. There is Nick Nurse might be this year's Steve Kerr. Like, is exactly. Steve Kerr really is Steve Kerr a good coach? Or did he just inherit a great team? Two plus, uh, the, I think the GM is more for the reason of their success too. Right. Like, I don't know. I mean, I, I if if Nick Nurse receives Coach of the Year award, I'm really, really, really gonna gonna buy into the fact that NBA steers the nar- the narrative, the NBA Association steers the narrative of yeah. what they want the outcome. All right, so this tweet I'm about to mention is kind of, is revolving around Rudy Gobert crying about his mom, crying about him not making the all-star team. And so Gobert, Gobert if you don't know the story, cried at a press conference after being asked about the being an all-star snub because his mom was crying whenever he... he uh, his mom called him, and she was crying because she was disappointed, too, and it just caused him to be emotional because it's his mom. Wouldn't you agree with that? Yeah, no, I agree. I think that was pretty messed up on on some people's parts by making fun of him for crime. And so, 
The first stupid tweet by a professional NBA player. Draymond Green has made this list. Of I guess course. I should cry too. No, Charlotte. And it's like, dude, shut the F up. <laughs> and then, uh, you, you know, Trav talks sports on uh, Twitter. He's part of the Spurs family. Mm-hmm. He's, he responded, didn't you cry in your car begging for another man to help you beat that big old meanie LeBron? <laughs> Effing idiot. Oh, that's so true. And then some guy below him responded, didn't you cry and complain about not winning Defensive Player of the Year too?" <laughs> so. Um, then, uh, then I'm not, then, then, uh, what's his name? Isaiah Thomas jumped into it, but said, is 5'8 an appropriate crying height? Dude, shut the hell up. Uh, I mean, Isaiah Thomas needs to log some minutes into the season before he can start talking shit. Yeah. Honest. Alright, uh, I need to get through this. <laughs> I forgot about this one. Uh, in one of our chats, a royalty podcast, which we had on that last week, he, uh, he tweeted a picture of Dray- I think it's Draymond shooting. It says, someone said Draymond shoots like he has a backpack on it, and I'm dead. It's a picture of him with like a door of the Explorer backpack on his back <laughs> while he's shooting. <laughs> I'll send that out on Twitter and then uh, this dude lobs all day he's talking about the uh, Lakers trade how about you guys get how how uh, Brandon Ingram Kuz are both better than Tatum no no Brandon Ingram and Kuzma are both better than Tatum Celtics picks are trash AF you acting like the picks are in the lottery Grizzlies are decent the Nets are in the playoff picture also, Jalen Brown's a scrub compared to Brandon Ingram and Kyle Kuzma. Who else you got to trade? <laughs> Bruh. <laughs> I think they even mentioned, like, that he's like, they mentioned, mentioned Brandon Ingram's age, but it's like, Jason Tatum is 20. <laughs> this dude, this kid is, we're 19. All this right. kid hasn't even hit the, the 20s yet. Like, it's insane. Running off the stupid, stupid Laker tweets. Ingram and Kuzma alone are both currently better than Tatum, and you got both. Brandon Ingram is effing 21. The league is very obviously colluding against the Lakers. Watch when they trade AD for Rozier, Smart, and a bag of popcorn. I'm telling you, these Lakers fans, some of these Lakers fans. They're colluding! We're the Lakers! We are we are being colluded against! It's, a, it's an abomination! <laughs> and then another tweet. This guy's Kuzma is greater than Tatum. Ingram Tatum than greater than Tatum. Mar uh Lori Markin greater than Tatum. Please cry for me, Celtics fans. <laughs> then one after that, John Collins is way like four greater than Tatum's. And then uh you know the small four for the Cavs? Seti. Hey, Seti Osman is is the god. <laughs> he said Seti was like five times better than Tatum. <laughs> So, alright, and now we're going to end it off with the man, the myth, Mr. LeVar Ball. Did you see Did you see this tweet? I'm not sure if this was today or not. But he tweeted, so uh, LaMelo was not, he's playing for Spire? What's Spire? Spire Academy. It's a like a, a private school. So, like it's really good at, at, or that's supposed to be really great at, at basketball. So he tweeted, Melo will be not playing in tomorrow's game at Spire due to a broken finger. Please don't make any plans to come to watch the Spires play tomorrow. If you're expecting to watch Melo and the Ball family, they are not attending the game due to his injury. Thank you for all your support. Oh my god. <laughs> he literally said, Don't, this team's, 
this team's shit. Don't go watch them because we're not there. Oh, God. Yeah, that's pretty horrible. And LeVar Ball's just been making a mess today. You didn't want to talk about him. I had to mention him somewhat because LeVar Ball is saying that the Lakers, this is another stupid tweet that the Lakers made Lonzo a losing mentality. Yeah. He's, he, he, he always does those, the hot takes. No, I don't. I want to say it's a hot take. It's more like the guy is drunk, but there he goes. He's more <laughs> drunk. He's that's more what it is. Yeah, he's definitely, definitely something. He's de- he's definitely something else. Oh God! All right, well that concludes this part, this week's edition of At the Line. We got a lot for you. I know part of this part of this podcast is going to be outdated by tomorrow. We already know it. Yep, absolutely. So. But guess what? You can check out us at our home base at atthelionpodcast.com or you can find us on Anchor, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or Stitcher. Anchor is a brand new thing that we've been doing and geez, I love it. So go ch- go check out Anchor and support us on Anchor. This Anchor thing's been making my life easy and been, he's it's given us some sponsors that you've heard in this very podcast. So go check out Anchor. They're awesome. And go check out the Black Tux. They were also one of our new sponsors that we got just yesterday that Mac recorded for us. What Mac, wasn't that a great recording? Uh, yeah, I liked it. I enjoyed it. Thank so, you for the Black Tux. So we're, Appreciate it. So go visit blacktux.com. Uh, you can also find Thrive, Thrive Betting Podcast at Thrive. If you, if, you put, go to, if you sign up with the link Thrive Pulse 19 you will double your first deposit and also supports us and helps us out and fund, our, fund us. So Go check out and go bet on Thrive Pulse 19. Bit.ly, Thrive Pulse 19. Those are, will all be in the description. You can also find us on Twitter at, at the Lion Pod. You can find me, Ty, at Ty Yeager Radio. Or you can find Mac at MacPen Media. And guess what? Like we said earlier, we got merch. We got At the Lion hoodies and t shirts. Plus, we got your, beetle, your, your favorite drop. The guy is drunk, but there he goes. We have a hoodie for that. I, I'm buying that one, aren't you? Yeah, I think so, for sure. So you can go buy your hoodies at PulsePodcastNetwork.com slash shop. Go buy your hoodies and go rep us. Um, at the line is part of the Pulse Podcast Network. Visit PulsePodcastNetwork.com for more podcasts like ours. There's so many other sports, including Blue Hardline, Royalty Podcasts. If you're into our teams, we got all of them. Download the app in the Apple App Store or on the Google Play Store today. And you got anything you, you want to wrap up with? No, guys, just um, have a great rest of the week. We'll see you back on Thursday after the entire. Oh, yeah. So we got the EP. The climax of NBA comes happens. Post post trade deadline. And as we always say, hashtag go Spurs go, hashtag Laker implosion. We always have to do it. But we'll see you guys again. We'll see you guys on. We'll see you guys after the, after the deadline. And we'll see you guys here back at the line. <laughs>